0: The following is a paid program. The views expressed are not necessarily those of the management or ownership of 1500 ESPN. The following is a presentation of financial crisis recovery.
1: Foreclosure, short sales, bankruptcy, credit card debt, job loss, depreciating home values, money management peace of mind when it comes to your finances seems completely out of reach under current conditions but there is a way to achieve it for the next 60 minutes you're going to find out how to cover your assets cover your assets now here's nationally renowned speaker and expert on getting you on the path to financial strength Todd Rooker
2: good morning everybody how you doing i will not be forgetting my own phone number as i listen to jason (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this morning. And just so you all know, that's his phone number he was giving out uh, this morning with the absence of Mike Overson. Mike is was not in. I don't know, boy. Yeah, there's the there's there's no excuse for missing work. Uh, there's so no, there are no vacations. You don't ever take vacations. That's that's for the wimps.
1: Yeah,
3: sure, whatever, Todd.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've gotten my fair share of texts from you at four in the morning. Hey, uh, not going to be in tomorrow. Can you run
2: uh, this show? Oh yeah, well that's because I'm working, Evan. Mm-hmm. Come on. Sure it is. <laughs> what would life be like if you couldn't give people crap? I'm telling you. All right, well, so this is, a, I have Matt Cappell uh, from SMA Exteriors. Where this is storm season again, and so they are not necessarily storm chasers. Uh, in fact, that's absolutely the case. They they do retail work on the exterior of your home, and they are a sponsor of my show. But regardless of that, these guys are people that I endorse heartily because I know Steve Orrell and to me, that all. By itself speaks volumes. We have Matt Cappel, who is VP of Sales and Marketing, and uh, Matt is uh, is a guy who's done radio before, which Steve's not exactly enthralled to do radio with me. No, he's not. <laughs> but uh, but we're gonna be he likes it. Yeah, he, he, he does a great job. I just uh, I, I think he uh, I think he uh, would, would likes to have you do it instead.
4: <laughs> yes, a hundred percent.
2: And. Uh, but, you know, the the whole issue with storms is that, you know, you've got a lot of people from out of state coming in and canvassing the neighborhoods that have the issues, you know, the hail and the wind damage and all of those things. And it happens every year. I mean, it happens every year. If it isn't your neighborhood, it just means it isn't doesn't happen to be your year. But in 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 relative short order, it will be your neighborhood and it will be your year. And Maybe it is right now. I don't know. But we're going to give you some insight, as always, to try to provide you with information to help you make better decisions. The The show is Cover Your Assets. It's all about the financial aspects of life and business. And this is surely uh, right down that road. So, you know, as you and I were talking, Matt, and by the way, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me back. Yeah, and and uh, as we were coming in to the studio Uh, We were talking about uh, one of your friends who's already experienced, or his family at least, experienced some losses. Talk a little bit about that, because that's something that should give everybody pause for concern.
4: Yeah, well, as these storms come through, a lot of, uh, like you said, out-of-state contractors come in, and they don't even necessarily have to be out-of-state. What ends up happening is they want to take on this massive workload, because they think, oh, the more work I can do, the more money I can make, that whole kind of deal. The problem is... is Volume
2: we... equates to success.
4: Yes, yes. The problem is is they can get themselves into trouble with the whole robbing Peter to pay Paul routine. Uh, and the specific one that you and I were chatting about um, was, a, was a friend of mine, uh, his mother, um, hired a contractor. Don't know why she didn't call me or at least get the referral, but um, she gave all of her insurance money to a contractor to complete a roof and siding project. Problem with that is they did the roof and ran off and never completed the siding. Now, insurance is not going to pay you twice because you selected the wrong contractor. And she was left with a roof done, no siding, holes still in the siding, and she had to come out of pocket to make her house whole again. You've got to be kidding me. So
2: they, so they they took the money that was dedicated to not just the roof, but also the siding and other stuff. Yep they completed the roof and took off and didn't complete the rest of the work. Yes. Is this an out-of-state company? Are they licensed here? What's the story? Uh, they
4: were licensed here. Oh, man. They were licensed here. It was not an out-of-state contractor uh, in this case. But it, and it, the problem is, is they, you, you go off of a neighbor's referral. Yep. I know a guy type thing. And right. you, you take that leap of faith with them. And you hope that everything's going to work out for the best. And in this case, there were... I would say six or seven different homeowners down the same block, that all are going through the same problem well, right now.
2: I would I would say that your analogy is actually putting people in a better position if you're actually getting a referral from somebody who's had the work done before. The the issue more often than not in my mind, and I've heard so many horror stories as well because I work with so many people who own investment properties, is that they're, they're people who just show up, you know, and, yep. And uh, they got a name on their truck and they've got, uh, you know, multitudes of people going up and down the the street and the in the neighborhood with flyers in their hands. And people tend to believe that they're that they're they're uh, reputable. And, and, you know, as you're watching them work on somebody's house right across the street, the assumption is, well, what the heck? You know, they're working on theirs. We're jumping, holding hands. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> In other words, true. if they're doing, you know, they're doing theirs. So hopefully mine's okay too, not having any idea what that even means, if it's good, good work or shoddy work. Uh, but, you know, I guess from my perspective as a business guy, I know one of the primary reasons from a financial side why the businesses go out of business and why they wind up leaving their customers high and dry. And this, for everybody out there who's listening that I'm about to roll into, and if you're a contractor and you're not doing this, this should really freak you out. And this is firsthand hand knowledge and, and many, many, many experiences with this. When a contractor takes money from a consumer, uh, the money that they take is usually maybe the, the first half up front, the other half when the job is completed, uh, or if there's an insurance check, then the insurance company is, is at least vetting that to some degree. But what tends to happen is there should be a trust account. A trust account is monies that are held in the account, and just like when a home is being built based on a sworn statement, as you reach certain guideposts within the construction process, you're able to take more money, make payments, and then pay yourself For the work that's been completed as you go. And there may be one, two, three phases of that construction. As Matt's already talked about, we may do the roof. We may do the siding. We may do the gutters. We may do the windows. There may be some stonework, exterior stonework. There may be garage doors, a lot of stuff. And so as each job is completed, the money is obviously taken from the trust account to make payment for the raw materials that show up on the job site. They have to be paid for. And then as the job is completed, then the the business owner can Take those dollars and put them into their general operating account that will allow them because to make payroll for their people and of course obviously to, to the what if there's profit in there. And Matt's already made the point. Just because you have volume, this is inexperience with business owners, having volume doesn't have anything to do with profit. <laughs> I mean, look, if I'm running a business and I do a million dollars in volume and I've got a million one hundred thousand dollars in expenses, I'm not making any money. So <laughs> the volume doesn't matter. The Volume only matters to the extent that the business owner is profitable. And contrary to most dumb, dumb consumers... They don't understand that the business owner who works for you, you want them to be profitable. Because if they're not profitable, they can't afford to do a good, solid job. And moreover, if you have problems, they don't have the money to afford to send someone else out to go and fix the problems after the job is complete. That is business 101. And for consumers who are all thrifty and cheap and stupid, and boy, I'm, I'm making this point really harshly because I want to. Uh, you want people to make money in business. If your whole life is about, I'm going to find a way to live for free and screw everybody in the process. Well then too bad. You know, you get screwed good on you, man. That's how I feel about that. But at the end of the day, you want your business that you are patronizing to be financially successful to the degree that they're going to be around. And they're going to be there to service the issues when and if they come up. They're going to do a good job and they're not going to leave town when the job is half done after they've gotten gotten the pay as you've been whittling and nickeling and diming them on things. So profit and volume are two very different things. Nevertheless, back to my story. The point is, is that what happens instead is that business owners who are in the construction trades, and there's other businesses like this, but construction is very specific. In the construction trades, they're taking consumer money and they're putting it into the general operating account. This is a huge problem because what invariably happens is they may be great practitioners. Maybe they started off as being the number one, you know, roofing and siding guy in another company, so they thought the natural transition was that they should run their own company, and although they're great at the work of the job, they suck as business people, and the next thing you know, the money that's in the general operating account Isn't enough because they don't know how to calculate the numbers and the margins. And in very short order, they need new money come to come in that will for that will allow them to pay for the other jobs that they're currently doing, which means it's a bit of a Ponzi scheme. And pretty soon they're, they're not holding money in a, in a trust account. They've got it all in their general operating account. Now, God forbid something goes wrong. Maybe there's a lawsuit. Maybe the bank says we're going to call our loans and all commercial and business. Loans can be called for any material change in a business and uh, and a person who runs that business's finances. So when they pull that money, <laughs> that's all your money and it's gone. And the bank isn't giving it back because the business didn't delineate that these were consumer dollars, and now they have to go to war in court to fight to get that money back. And every attorney who's defended these or pursued them knows exactly what I'm talking about. So this is a huge component, and that's why I love SMA. Steve Orell is. Is a business person, uh, you know, he's this is a second generation business. He's a business guy, and he's more about running the business than he is about doing the work of the job. And that doesn't mean that the work of the job suffers. But you really want a business that's profitable, okay? So now I've said my piece. Matt. Yeah, there so, you go. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so all right. So so assuming that that you as a consumer can ask that question and actually get an answer that won't be a load of garbage, because look, if a if a if a construction uh, company doesn't do that they're either one going to be taken back by that question there it's good to, how many consumers would have the brains to know to ask a question like that and the person you're talking to who's marketing the services frankly probably doesn't even know how the business finances are being run so for you as a consumer if you don't know those things there are certainly other things that might give you confidence or maybe you want to make you run in the other direction so what are some of those things that people can be concerned with or aware of to try to ensure they don't wind up in that compromised position that you
4: described? Well, I think first off, it it all goes back to doing your due diligence, making sure that yourself as a consumer, you're you're going to Angie's List, you're going to Google, you're looking for reviews from other consumers. Yeah,
2: right, right. right. Um, Better Business Bureau. Better Business
4: Bureau, yes. And do all of that instead of basing it off of price. Right. Um, after doing this eighteen years, a lot of homeowners uh, or consumers that you talk to, it all comes down to price versus what am I actually getting for this price? Right. Which we always we strive for is price value. is only
2: meaningful if there's true value.
4: Yep. Right? And that's and that's what we strive for is value.
2: Meaning, meaning, getting a good price is only good if the good price is on the same value of something else that was a higher price.
4: That's, it, the, that's the only way that works. Exactly. And we pride ourselves with the manufacturers that we select. Um, the crews that we use, uh, reinvesting. um, As I said to you prior, it's like going to the gym. You know, you're not gonna get the results without going to the gym, so Steve, uh, he does a great job in reinvesting back into the company to ensure that we are offering elite service um, from the point of sale all the way through to the completion, Uh, and it really works itself out um, because of Steve and because of the things that, that he does um, that so I so when, you say re-
2: when you say reinvesting into the business, Matt, yep. what does that mean? What does that actually mean?
4: Just even the, the I guess I'll go from the sales side of things. Um, even in the way we present our products um, with the visualizers that homeowners can use, um, the tools that, that What's a sales- visualizer? What's uh, that? That's where someone can go to wwwsma 2 <laughs> upload a picture, nice plug, uh-huh. upload a picture of their house and see the products and what it's actually gonna look like on the home.
2: Oh, wow, okay.
4: Beforehand, so they can actually see what it's going to, they can actually visualize what their house is gonna look like as an end product. So
2: you're talking about an investment in the software and the website that allow somebody to do that. Yep. Okay, all right, sounds good.
4: Um, The other thing uh, is is going to be uh, uh, the trainings that we have to go through. Right. Um, Not just our installers go to these certification classes for siding and windows. Our salespeople actually do too. So when we are sending a salesperson out to your home, they're an actual professional. I don't even like the term sales representative because it sounds like we're selling them something, where really we're just going out to educate and offer someone. Um, when they call in, we're going out there to offer them knowledge that we have and that we've invested time and money into to ensure that uh, that they're going out there and they're educating the consumer on what they're actually buying. You know nuts. that's that's a,
2: such a great point you make, Matt. I've always believed, folks, that that uh, you know at the end of the day, somebody who who is in sales, well, I'll, I'll I'll stay with you and not call them a salesperson, but they're in sales, meaning that's how yep. they get paid, that's how they feed their family and pay their own bills. Uh, that that concept gets lost on a lot of people who hate salespeople. Uh, look, it's how they make their living. Um, But I've always believed the best way to distinguish between a sales professional and somebody who just wants to sell you something is the level of education and the approach. Because as a consumer, I don't necessarily want anybody selling me something. What I want them to do is give me information that allows me to make a good decision and be able to make the distinguishing differences between one person and another more over their product and their service, one person or another. So when the approach is education, I think it's a much more uh, uh, successful one in that the consumer feels more comfortable with the process. And that's, That's great. The other point that you made about sending everybody in the company, this goes back to the financial success of a company. Remember something, that company is gonna be paying these people who are going to these classes even though they're not producing anything. And so that takes money. That takes not just, you know, you complete a job, you get paid for the job and you move on and the money's gone. You've got to be able to manage your money as a business properly to be able to afford to pay your sales staff and your installers on days where they're not out there producing and making you any money as a business. They're just getting education that puts you at a higher level. That can only happen when the business is financially successful and manages its money to the extent that it can afford to do those things. That's why having a company with long longevity and having a company that's that's been around and local and and is financially successful is hugely important to these points that you're making about education and information and all that kind of stuff. So keep right on going, Matt.
4: Oh, yeah, no, I completely agree with that and and it's a lot of well, that's because this, I'm right. Oh, yes, you always <laughs> right. Todd, yes. <laughs> no, it's a lot of people uh, in this industry uh you know, they can jump from company to company um, and they bring kind of their bad habits with them, or good habits, or whatever the case is. And, and sadly,
2: it's, it's an industry that actually has a lot of that. Yeah, right.
4: And it's yes. And as time changes, some of the people that have been doing it longer have right. you know the old dog, new tricks kind of routine. Right. Um, but we just want to make sure that that our sales staff um, and our installers are always on the same page. So, that way... Speaking it, the same language and the same thing
2: that you're yes. telling the consumers actually what's going to actually t- t- take place up on the roof or on the on the home itself.
4: Yes, because no one else within our office was at that initial appointment sitting down with that homeowner and discussing all of the finite details on, on dumpster placement and all of these certain things. So, the more education... um that our installers and our crews can have as they show up because the sales representative was the one that discussed it with them, the better the final project ends up becoming. And that's one of the reasons that we actually have is a your your project manager, when you go with SMA Exteriors, is your sales representative.
2: Well, and, yeah, we're gonna talk about that because the, other, the, the point about the crews and how long they've been around and that they they represent a culture rather than these are people who come and go in the night and there is no company or business culture. All those things are vastly important too. So let's take our first break here. We are speaking with Matt Capel from SMA Exteriors. Hey folks, it is storm season and if you're going to need any work on the exterior of your home, uh, I am not telling you that you have to use SMA, although I would certainly re- refer you to them. Um, I am saying that these are the questions that you need to ask and the things that you need to know and the insight that will allow you to ensure that you get a, a job well done and that it's a reputable company who can come back and fix warranty issues and things of that nature should something go wrong in the future. We'll be right back.
1: One of the first three letters in the word SMART? SMA. And SMA Exteriors and Restoration has made SMART affordable since 1994. As an LP SmartSide Master Level Siding Installer, a GAF Master Elite Roofing Installer, and as an expert in installing Windows-made in Minnesota made for Minnesota. You're guaranteed to make the smart choice. Call today for your free estimate.
5: 877-SMA-TODAY or go online to sma2day.com If you or anyone you know are in a financially challenged situation, listen, my name is Todd Rooker. For over 20 years, I've been helping people strategically plan for and deal with a financial crisis. My typical client may have previously had a substantial net worth and are now in fear of losing their personal home. My clients will often say... In the past, I was financially successful. However, at this point, I'm exhausting all of my financial resources trying to make my payments on time. I feel as though I'm simply delaying the inevitable by throwing good money after bad. So my questions are, Todd, do I just let the bank liquidate my business? Do I need to consider things like foreclosure, short sale? 3,800.
3: If you are a current business owner or thinking about starting a business, what business structure is best for you? Sole proprietorship, corporation or LLC? Most people pay a couple hundred dollars to the Secretary of State to start a business and off they go as opposed to doing it right and contracting an attorney to help them. Why is this? Pretty simple. Funds are low and attorneys are expensive. Problem is if you're structured improperly or do not manage the agenda and record the changes correctly, you could have destroyed nearly all legal protections your business would have otherwise been afforded. Don't just mindlessly start a business and put you and your family in legal jeopardy. If you have an existing business or would like to start your business right in the first place, an attorney from the law firm of Daniels and Keyboard will meet with you to determine the best business structure for your business. Handle the filings and we'll meet with you ongoing once a month for a year. After basic startup and filing fees, the cost to you is as little as $176 a month. Pretty awesome deal. Go to CYA21.com to get the details. That's cya how can you protect your company's most valuable proprietary information?
0: This is Andrew Parker of the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. We recently represented a local manufacturing company in an employment lawsuit. Our client learned that a longtime employee was leaving the company to join a direct competitor. The employee intended to help the competitor develop an automated manufacturing system that was a copy of our client's system. The employee did not have a non-compete agreement with our client. We nonetheless filed suit and brought an immediate motion to prevent the employee from beginning work with the competing company. We won and the employee was prohibited from working for the competitor. Parker Daniels Keyboard's attorneys have been advising companies on employment law matters for decades. And if you find yourself in court, our attorneys are some of the toughest and most experienced employment trial lawyers around. For wise counsel and winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels keyboard go to parkerdk.com
2: you're listening to cover your assets with Todd Rooker so speaking with Matt capel from uh, SMA exteriors hey it's storm season uh, but you know people need work done on their houses all the time and I'm you know I'm I'm, I'm playing a little coy here but the reality is that I get paid hourly to oftentimes vet contractors and help my clients make decisions who may own 2030 investment properties. And believe me, when they make decisions about these things, it's it's something that they tend to stick with. In other words, they don't just jump around. They want to have a relationship because they want to be able to provide enough volume to a company that they have a little sway. So when something goes wrong, hey, look, guys, you don't get this thing done right. You don't fix it. I'm not going to be sending you any more business. And oh, by the way, I represent 20 different investment properties. Well, that is not somebody you want to tick off. And so I, I am. Often uh, going through this process with contractors on an, on a on a billable hourly rate on behalf of my business owners, so these these points and these questions aren't lost on me, and I really do understand the significance. And you yeah, really do, as I've kind of uh, delineated, have to read between the lines. And you know, you, you can't go to a contractor and say, "Okay, look, if you know if uh, if we're going to do business with you, that is I and my client." Well, you know what? I need to see your business financials. Uh, I don't know. If that's going to work. But There are other ways that you can go about vetting uh, the people whom you're going to have work for you. When you own one home, it's your single family home. Uh, Although you only own one home, it's the only one you have. It's where your family lives. And and in fairness, it's probably more meaningful than any one of the 20 investment properties the, uh, the, the, the business owner has, because this is where you raise your kids. This is where you live and you want things done right. And no one wants to feel as though they've been taken advantage of. So, Matt, you've been in the business and you know, you, you hear the horror stories just like I do. If you were as a guy who's an industry person ha- asked to, or maybe if you had your own, your own situation and you were no longer in the business, what would be the things you would look for in a company to, to p- make a, make a choice about a company
4: coming to do work for you on your house? Uh, one of the first things I would look at, uh, like I already said before is, is with, with the way we're going. So digital would be reviews. After that, I'm looking for comfortability. Right.
2: Well, you and, you and you know, folks, you know that the reviews, you know, everybody who's in business is going to have their friends and family who have different last names all, all hit the review process. So if you read reviews and there's 10 reviews on there, okay, that's probably all their friends and family and it doesn't mean much. Very true. So the more you want in the form of the more you have in, in the, just like you know a movie, you know, you want to see a see a movie and it's got a five star rating. But oh, by the way, there's only five people yep. <laughs> who've rated it. I want 500 people or I want at least 50 that have that have done that. And then I'm going to get a large enough sampling. I'll actually get an idea about that. So the rating services you feel are useful is what you're saying. The Google reviews and the Better Business Bureau on the Angie's yep. list and what have you.
4: Yes, and checking up on licenses um, just to ensure that the licenses are valid. They haven't expired. They haven't lapsed. Um, and and going back to what I said, such, about-
2: such a huge point because there's so yeah. many so many uh, companies who come into our state who are not even licensed to do business here in Minnesota. Yes, and, and so the, and so consequently, the Department of Labor and Industry has almost no control over these people because they just leave the state and go to another state, and you're screwed. You know, the Department of Labor and Industry has got control in that they can take away a person's contractor license if they don't you know do what they're supposed to do. What happens if they're operating without a contract? Their license. They're not from the state and they're not licensed in our state. So where would a person go to find that out? How do they find out that someone is or isn't licensed in the state or if they've had any violations against uh, or complaints against their license?
4: It would be the Department of Labor. Okay. Yep. The Department of Labor and Industry would be where you could check up on a license. Um, when you get someone's business card, just go in and enter in that license number and ensure that they are licensed here within Minnesota. Um, having a license from state to state differs. Right. What they do down in Texas or Louisiana or even Iowa, for that matter, is different from the way we have to do things in Minnesota. Um, so that's the biggest thing to, that I would start off with is ensuring that the license is valid. Um, secondly, like I said, comfortability. I know siding, windows and roofing, but if I was getting my floor done or something like that, I want someone that's going to educate me and make me feel comfortable about something that I might not know anything about. Where right. I could just be put at ease going, these people have it, right? Um, you don't need to get seven or eight bids to feel that comfortability. It could be the first person that I meet, if I was, in a, and I've done that in the past, where the first person I meet, that's the person. Now I might get another bid to cross-reference the price-wise, but when I feel comfortable with someone, and I go, these are going to be it, I've already done my due diligence on the back end, and they come to my home and they price something out, that's going to most likely be the person, the person that educates me. It makes me feel like I'm not just a number. I'm a person. This project matters to them because it does matter to me. It's my money. It's my investment. It's my home. That's the person that I want to do the work for me. I, I want
2: to make another point about what you've said uh, about the reviews, everything. I agree with you hundred percent on everything you just said, um, uh, because I've done those things too. Uh, but The, if you go to the state, if there's any actions against that contractor, you can find those things as well. Um, and of course, you know, when it comes to the different rating services, Google reviews, Angie's list, what have you, you know, I actually like, and, and you might think this is a little odd, but I actually like when there are people who are not exactly excited about the work that was done. Because what I'm really interested in seeing is the way that they handle that. If I see someone who's on one of the, one of the review boards, and is just raising, you know, holy hell on this review rate, uh, board. And the business owner not only doesn't seemingly go out and do anything to appease or make the, make the consumer happy, but they don't even respond to it on the, on the review board. That is, I mean, somebody is asleep at the wheel here. So I love the idea that someone might have a problem because you know what? In life, you're not going to make all the people happy all the time. It's just life. It's the way it is. Things go wrong. That's the way it is. What is actually more important is when things go wrong, how does the business handle those things? Those are the things that I think are, are more meaningful than the positive reviews, I mean, in my estimation. So that, for, forgive me. I oh, digress, no, no,
4: it's a great point because there's some things, especially in our industry, we have a lot of moving parts. We have a lot of variables um, from dumpster companies to manufacturers, to suppliers, to delivery dates. And which times all relates
2: to the cleanliness of the job site, which is probably one of the most important things to a consumer. It right? is, yeah. oh
4: gosh, yes, <laughs> you yep. could you could put on gold siding and do the job in three days, whatever the case is. If you leave a, a, a nails everywhere um, and don't do a great job of cleaning up uh, and the dog goes out and steps on one or a child or a neighbor's child, or, or the or are the are packaging off. is blowing into
2: the neighbor's yard and nobody makes an effort. Or the guys go and take break or take lunch. They leave their cans and all their garbage in your yard. Yep. I mean, uh, I'm a nut about this stuff. And I'll go out literally just about with a baseball bat walking around these guys and saying, you will be cleaning up your
4: mess, right? Well, yes. And that's what, it was, when I was on with you a few months back, I I, I talked about that is our, our, our the job site is, essentially a billboard it's for It's a reflection us. on on that company and those individuals, those yes, people working it, in it. And it's a billboard for us. We're not there, yes, we're there to to put on Todd's roof, for right. example, but we're also there for the rest of the neighborhood. We want the rest of the neighborhood to look at at the, your job going on for that day or that week and say, when I need these services, I know exactly who I'm going to call. Attention to detail, man. Yes. It's
2: freaking everything. I, I you, you brought up the dumpster thing, which I think is ironic, but you know, you guys are having to take off roofs, take off siding, and you're filling up dumpsters with stuff. I remember, I've got, we've got a guy in our networking group who, who I, who I love, and, and he's a, he's a military guy, so he's got that attention to detail, and I, and I love him. And, uh, Minnesota Waste and Transfer, I'll give him a plug. And Gosh, I, yes. I told him, I told him a story, and I said, you know, I said, I watched a guy come and pick up the dumpster that's two doors down when they were doing a renovation, or actually an addition on the house. And the guy pulls up, he backs his truck up to the, up to the dumpster. There's stuff that's leaning against, against the dumpster. He lifts up the dumpster. All the crap falls into the neighbor's yard. A bunch of stuff that was in the dumpster piled high is falling out. He begins to drive down the street. And as he's driving down the street, crap has fallen out of the back of it. And he drives by my house, looks out the window, and flicks his cigarette into my yard as he's driving by. All right, so this guy didn't, doesn't have attention to detail. Are we clear on that? Yes. Is yeah. that is that exactly a mental image of, a, of precisely the type of person I don't want within 10 miles of my home? And if you're like that person I just described, you need to find a new business to be in
4: because yeah. that is just frustrating to well, no end. Well, and to that point when some so if say that was our company doing it who is that consumer going to call they're not going to call the dumpster that, company no they're going to call sma exteriors if that was the case and say you're dumpster guy i would and, <laughs> and that's what i'm saying i'd be bitching yeah the variable going down there's so many moving parts that we have to trust who we use josh ellis with minnesota waste and transfer our dumpster company our suppliers our vendors we have to trust everyone and have a great working relationship with them because in the end, people just remember the company that performed the work, not all of those variables that went into it. But they all have to come together
2: in one piece. They all have to, and it has to be consistent uh, throughout. Everybody working, everybody who touches the job has to have that same mentality. Otherwise, they don't fit the culture,
4: right? Yes, and that's true, and that's why we pride ourselves on telling someone we are 10 to 12 weeks out, but we know exactly who is going to be coming out to your house. We know the crew. We know the longevity of that installer, or that dumpster company, or that that supplier that we're using. That we have full confidence when we're sitting at someone's house saying, "This is how this process is going to lay out." Given you know weather, whatever the case is, it should fall in order in that line. So, what about the crews? How
2: long you've got? You've got. I mean, you guys are you guys are some young guys. But from what I can tell, you guys pretty much, this is this is where you are and where you've been with SMA. Is that correct or am I incorrect about that?
4: Myself personally? Well, no, uh, I mean, uh, just the company the overall, company, but sure, yes. we can talk about you too. No, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, uh, I mean, if I were to add up our sales force, everyone, uh, if, uh, just on an average, we're looking at about nine and a half years in the industry. So, you know, 10 years in the industry. How many uh, people, how spreads. long have,
2: the, have most of the people been with SMA? Oh, is it most of that time? Five,
4: yes, yes, yeah. yes. I Two of our sales representatives just alone have only been with SMA Exteriors. Myself, um, I in 18 years, I've been with SMA for 10 years now. So what, it's, it's a great culture to work for uh, that once you're in there, you go, this is different. This feels different than other companies that I've been with in the past and even some of our other sales reps that have been in other places. It's different the way we do things um and when people come in they stay that's
2: why a business survives That's you know I know that you guys have been in business for, for over 25 years and yeah, that's 25 that's, years that's up. why that's yep. why you know you have to do those things. What about the what about the certifications? When you talk about the work that has to be done, knowing how to do it right. And I mean, these are things that, that in fairness are lost on the consumer. They don't understand this. Now, to the extent that the salesperson can educate and provide information to the consumer, it's great. But in reality, if it's done precisely right or not, they might not know the difference. And somebody can buy these materials, can be a representative of these materials, but not, not uh, install them properly. And you wind up with with roofs and gutters and and siding that doesn't function efficiently. And that's huge because now you got water problems, right? Right.
4: Yes, and so the first thing is, is our our roofers don't do siding, our siding guys don't install windows, our window guys don't install gutters. So every one of our trades that we perform, those representatives uh, from those, our installers, I should say, they go to class annually to keep up on Vinyl Siding Institute. This is the way to properly install vinyl siding. LP master level for, for siding. They ensure annually that they are doing it to manufacturer specifications to make sure that we can offer the longest warranties possible.
2: And, and so that the product it performs in the way that it was engineered to perform. And then moreover, because you are certified, the warranty stands. stands. And that's important because someone can install it and the, and the manufacturer won't stand behind it because what is it installed properly or installed with a certified installer, right?
4: Yes, and I've seen that in the past where you go out and on an insurance claim and an insurance uh, adjuster will go up there and say, yeah, the, there's problems with this roof. It's leaking, but I can't justify buying it because it was installed improperly. Right, and that's the reason it's not working, and that's not my problem. Yes.
2: Right. Let's take a break here, and we will be back with Matt Capel from SMAX. It's about your home. It's about making decisions. It's about vetting vetting them properly and knowing the right questions to ask, so we're trying to uncover some of those for you folks. We'll be right back.
3: If you are a current business owner or thinking about starting a business, what business structure is best for you? Sole proprietorship, corporation, or LLC? Most people pay a couple hundred dollars to the Secretary of State to start a business, and off they go, as opposed to doing it right and contracting an attorney to help them. Why is this? Pretty simple. Funds are low, and attorneys are expensive. Problem is, if you're structured improperly or do not manage the agenda and record the changes correctly, you could have destroyed nearly all legal protections your business would have otherwise been afforded. Don't just mindlessly start a business and put you and your family in legal jeopardy. If you had an existing business or would like to start your business right in the first place, an attorney from the law firm of Daniels & Keyboard will meet with you to determine the best business structure for your business, handle the filings, and will meet with you ongoing once a month for a year. After basic startup and filing fees, the cost to you is as little as $176 a month. Pretty awesome deal. Go to CYA21.com to get the details. That's cya 21
5: if you're in a financially challenged situation or want to ensure that you never are, I have the knowledge and the information you're looking for. My name is Todd Rooker. When you want information on today's most pressing economic and financial pressures, who do you talk to? Their attorneys, CPAs, financial advisors, mortgage brokers, and real estate agents. Everyone has a different opinion, and these professionals do not always work well together. It's not enough to find an expert in one area. You need a comprehensive approach that addresses all of your concerns and enables you to create an overall plan. I have over 20 years' experience in this highly specialized field, and it is my job to work with all of the professionals previously mentioned and know much of what they know allowing me to provide you with a cohesive and unbiased strategy that addresses everything related to your situation. I will help you to strategically plan for a financial crisis, minimize the damage, recover quickly, and most importantly, help ensure that you're never here again. You have a lot more options than you think, but don't waste time. Go to cya21.com and get my free download Financial Crisis Bible or call us at 763-559-3800. That number again, 763-559. 3800.
1: dot com. You're
0: listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker.
2: Welcome back, everybody. So... Talking about the specific things that you should be looking for within a contractor. Now, SMA, uh, are exterior contractors. They do pretty much everything on the outside of your house they do. And they, and they work, uh, on a range of homes. They do very expensive homes and they do, uh, the, the, the lesser of those. Uh, but it, regardless, everybody wants their home done right. It's where they live. It really matters. And, you know, everybody's, everybody's looking for that. But I would, Make the point that some of the things that we're talking about, many of them, in fact, are things that that you would look for regardless of the type of work that you would want to have done on your home. Some of these things are consistent regardless of the type of work, whether interior, exterior, landscaping or whatever. It's it's uh, all those things are things we're talking about are important now there's a lot of different materials that are out there, right? And there's changes that are taking place in the industry. People, as you say, want to distinguish themselves and have something different. They don't want to have, you know, 50 beige houses in a row. They want to have something a little different, a little variation, costs a little more money, but I want to distinguish myself, you know? So the different products that are out there, what, tell us a little bit about that.
4: Well, separating yourself um, can be done pretty easily. From the fifty beige houses, um, <laughs> well, a it's, different color. I Yes, guess, is all yeah, it right. Takes yes, in. yes. But yeah. no. But um, one of my favorite products that are on there right now is is going to be LP Smart Side. Um, we're a master level LP installer, going back to the certifications. And any realtor that goes to your house never talks about side appeal. They always talk about curb appeal. Uh huh. And LP Smart Side is going to be that product that you can put on the front of your home, the face of your home, with the wide trims. Pair it off with a little bit of stone, uh, but you can get different sizes and different style of shakes and all of that to add that pop that when people drive and they look at your house, they say, wow, I like that. I like that. Whether it's selling it or it could be the neighbors, but LP side is going to be probably the product that I've seen trend the most upward. You could still put vinyl or steel siding on the sides and the rear is ha- of the home.
2: hardy board still still popular?
4: Yes, it is. Okay. Hardy board's still popular. Um, us, w- Preferably, myself, um, I prefer LP. Um, you can install it with the tools that you have in your garage. You know, it doesn't need a wet saw. You don't need a, to wear a HEPA filter mask or whatever the case is And in installing right. it. Um, so LP is, is my favorite where it's that engineered wood. Uh-huh. It's not going to rot off your house. It's not going to expand or contract. You're going to get beautiful, long-lasting curb appeal from the date of the installation. That's an interesting
2: point you make. So, tell me what is the what is the reasonable life cycle of siding like that?
4: Should be about fifty years.
2: About fifty years. So, listen, folks. you, You hear me talk a lot about when I when we buy investment properties, we vet all the major fixtures on a home. Consider their reasonable life cycle and then build those costs into the rent to determine when we're going to have to pay for them, where the money's going to come from and whether we are or we are not cash flowing. So when you when you consider that for, uh, you know, uh, 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 not on, on a reasonable price, I'll say you can go from a 15, 20, 30, 50 year. Warranty on uh, on roofs and siding, you really want to build those numbers in and say, does this make sense? And I would I would tell you that if it's a buy and hold, which for me, real estate as an investment is always a buy and hold, then those those di- those d- decisions are very meaningful and and well worth the money is what I'm trying to say.
4: Yes, and it, when you look at it, you know, I'm going to be in this house for five years. Well, when people say that, typically it ends up being more like eight, nine, or ten years. Right. You know, I, we always hear that, oh, I'm only going to be here for three years. Mm-hmm. So I want a, an inexpensive product to be put on. Right. But then three years turns to ten years, and now you're going back and going, I should have put this product on instead of, because what they, re, what they thought, and myself included as a homeowner, What I thought was going to be a five-year plan now turned to a 15-year plan, and the the investment I made up front, now I have to make again. Right. We're making the smart choice right out of the gates, saying, if I am here longer, I want to put that product on right away. That's going to last and have resale factor. So with siding, windows, roofing... Spread it out, like you just said. Spread it out over the lifetime that well, you're going to be there. L- let, me, and let say, me
2: make this point. This is this is worth worth making the point that yeah, Matt's just made a point about the length of time and the and the mindset of someone. The good news is that most consumers are too dumb to know the difference. And 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 when you get a home inspected, they almost never tell you the life cycle of the fixtures that they're inspecting. All they're saying is, are they performing? Do we have foundation problems or major issues? When we vet investment properties, we want to know every single product that is a major fixture that's going to represent a major capital cost in the future. And then we take the, the time that, that it has been on the home versus the reasonable life cycle, which tells us how many years reasonably it's going to be before we have to replace that. And then we build that cost. So if we have a roof, then as Matt's just said, you know, somebody says, I just want the cheap crap. I'm only going to be here for three or four years. Well, if that's a 15-year roof, and look, a lot of builders are going to put on a builder-grade roof simply because it's new construction. They're trying to save money and, and not spend any more and make as much profit as they can. Hey, I don't have a problem with that. But you better be aware of that because if I'm eight years into a roof, and I know at today's prices it's going to cost me six grand, I can look at the the eight minus the 15-year life cycle. I can, I can say... Build inflation into that and say in seven years, here's how much it's going to cost me to replace a roof. And then what I thought was cash flow, you know, my mortgage is fifteen hundred and I'm taking in rents of uh, of, of seventeen hundred. I think my two hundred dollars a month is cash flow. It's not cash flow at all. It's going to be needed and required in in seven years to replace that roof. And likewise with all the other things. So these decisions and points that Matt's talking about, the length of time that the warranty, which look, why do they? The reason the warranty is what it is is because when the warranty's up, they don't they don't warranty them anymore. (laughs) That ought to tell you something. I had a water (laughs) heater that just went out. It went out six years in one month. The warranty was six Six years. years. (laughs) Funny how that works. Right. (laughs) funny how that works. Planned obsolescence folks. So these points that Matt is making about how long, uh, and 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 you know if you're going to be in that home and as Matt says you always think you're going to do this and then life slaps you in the face and it doesn't quite work out so build a little uh, uh, a little uh, extra juice in there should something not go exactly as planned but I think you're almost always better with a little bit of difference it's, it's 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 not a it's not a huge amount of difference but it's a substantial difference it's almost always from a mathematical perspective better to get the next best level than it it is to stick with the bottom, bottom, bottom buck deal. Let's take our last break and we'll be back with Matt Kappel from SMA talking about your house and the decisions you need to make.
5: 3, home Rental
1: Systems has been helping homeowners in the Twin Cities metro area realize their property investment's full potential. At Home Rental Systems, we will take away all the hassles from
3: renting your home. We have a proven home rental system for renting and managing single-family homes, townhomes, and condominiums, and will attain the highest
1: monthly rent possible. Go to homerentalsystems.com or call now at 612-701-4375.
3: for convenient offices in the Twin Cities. Greatwatersfinancial.com.
2: You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Welcome back everybody. So, uh, you know, these as I say, these questions, these concerns, these considerations all relatable to any type of work you have on your home. If it is your home, if it is an investment property, all these all these decisions really do matter. Um, the certifications the warranty being covered or uh, or being uh, being uh, uh, upheld based on who installed it and if they did or didn't do install properly. I mean, remember something? Somebody can have a fifty year warranty, but if you if the whomever you 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 paid to have it installed didn't know what they were doing, maybe because you were trying to find the cheapest people. <sighs> And they don't have the certifications. They made one mistake. The roof doesn't perform. You got water coming into your house. And now you want them to come back and fix it. Well, they're not in business anymore. So then you go to the manufacturer who sends somebody out. They get up, they get, you know, come out to your house. They look at it and tell you, well, we we won't stand behind the warranty because it isn't the product that's not performing. It's the fact that it wasn't installed properly. Then you go to your last hope, your insurance company, who says, oh, by the way, this is not wind and hail and water, um, uh, uh, this is not covered under your insurance policy, this is shoddy workmanship and that's not uh, that's not covered under your insurance, your homeowner's insurance policy. So now you're screwed, all because you wanted to, you know, try to save money. So, I mean, this is why, you know, you hear me rail week after week about being cheap and thrifty. I understand value. I understand getting a good value for what you're paying. But find the right people. SMA Exteriors. Matt, thanks for being on the show this week. Thanks for having me again, Todd. It's always fun. All right. Have a great week, everybody. Make good decisions. Bye-bye.